he had to have you know some help and they wrote uh, the speech and he came out there and he rambled you on should for hear 55 this. 60 minutes and Michael the, Cohen it's, you know on the night of the election wish I could did you think, rewind but was there a point where you thought you, you could win go to the original fact, if, uh, I said it on CNN yeah. to Chris Cuomo I said you know keep laughing at him one day you're gonna call him mr. president because yeah. I realized exactly what was going on. I realized that he was somehow attracting the silent majority, that group that's not far right or far left, and he was saying the right things. Look, let me be very clear about this. Except for the it's not that Trump's policies are all bad. They're not. I think most people will turn around and tell you they that some good every idea. single I mean, country yeah. in this world some good has idea. borders. Sure. Right? And it's a line that, in fact... I gave to Trump that he walks around and he says all the time he, you know, claims it to be his own. Where I turn around and I said to him, a country without borders, quite frankly, isn't a country. Bingo. And he took that for himself. And I don't think anybody can disagree with that statement. He, of course, right. had to take it to the extreme. Now, mind you, Trump was always an asshole. Always. <laughs> but I'll tell you, not like, the, not like President Trump. You know, yes, he was an asshole. Yes, we fucked over contractors and so on. And I love when all of these fucking haters on, you know, on Twitter and social media, you know, well, you work for the guy for 10 years, therefore you're a piece of shit. You deserve to go to jail. Why? Because we fucked over some contractors? Seriously? (laughs) Now all of a sudden, Don Winslow, as an example, you fucking scumbag, right? Want to attack me on on social media? Oh, you know, Michael Cohen's not been on Don Lemon last night. I'm sitting there and I'm like, what a fucking loser. Anyway, so the point is you have these people who turn around and they want to attack you. Oh, you work for Donald Trump. By the way, and I have this in my next book, which is coming out. It's going to be called The Department of Injustice or something like that, where I turn around and I said, if every person that worked for a scumbag quit, our unemployment rate would be far greater than 3%. All right. yeah. It'd probably be 50%. So the fact that I worked for him, he wasn't always a scumbag. See, that's the whole thing. He became the worst version of himself when he tasted the power and realized, holy shit, you know, I could, I could become king. I could be a ruler. That's why he even turned around and said, I'm the president of the United States of America. I have the right. I could do whatever I want. In essence, I'm the king. Nobody has the right to question me. He doesn't understand government. He doesn't understand (laughs) politics. And in fact, that failure to comprehend is how he ended up becoming president. Why put off having fun until you finally have that free time you can Everybody needs to hear this. That's why I do my podcast. I'm supporting Midas Touch, Michael Cohen's Mea Culpa podcast, which I'm billing as the best podcast on the planet and um, Democracy Now, of course, and I used to uh, work for Amy Gidman. She's one of my role models and I was an intern there. Okay. Um, Although I did get a stipend, so I was paid. I was... uh, not an employee, or is that an employee? If I was paid a stipend, which I helped start because of me, um, you know, like it's 
New York City has a 0%, like 1% vacancy rate. <laughs> and rents are just like, uh, you know, I had to live in, stay in Brooklyn. In my uh, housing situation, um, they were supposed to provide s some housing for me and it, it fell through, so... <clears throat> So I got a place in Brooklyn. It was pretty cool, actually, in Bedford Stuyvesant, Stuyvesant Bedsty. It's where Spike Lee filmed a lot of his scenes from his movies. By the way, the Black Excellence, Black Wealthify crowds. Shout outs <clears throat> on Instagram. One of my favorite. Um, black promoters and uh, yeah we're all black I just want to remind everybody it's a good TikTok It doesn't want to type that. Maybe I could get ask um Rain to supply a season clouds in the sky. <laughs> I see nothing but blue sky. There's a million things to do. We're landscaping right now. Yeah, so, um, needs a bit of a touch up, I would say. Hmm. 
anyway, let's get back to the show. YouTube shorts, my daughters. Oh, shit, no, 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 no. Just, uh, come on, man. We're supposed to be listening to the podcast. Give space for you. Oh. Alright. Hmm. What do you know? Okay. Reasonable people left the GOP and become independent. Uh, Michael, some have. Uh, uh, I'm independent right now. Most haven't. Uh, because... If you do, as you and I started this conversation, you lose everything. I, I mean, look, look I, I was going to be the next Rush Limbaugh. I could have gone back to Congress. I could have done whatever. But I stood against Trump and I lost everything. These guys, they don't want to lose the office they've got. They want to get reelected. Guys like Hannity and everybody else on radio and TV, they want the ratings. They want the clicks. So they know you can't stand up against Trump. So they, look, look you and I have talked about before. They all, they've all sold their soul. Most every Republican that I speak to privately, privately, thinks of Trump the way you and I do. Most will never say that publicly. Uh, and which is, by the way, Michael, which is going to be a real problem because he is going to run again and they're going to have to keep their Unless he's disqualified first. Hello, hello. Trust me on that one. That's just I'm betting you lunch, man. You uh, and I are betting lunch on that. Deal, deal. But you know what? You're right. You do lose everything. People have no idea what this bullshit has cost me and my family. Forget yes. about our happiness. How about my law license, my business, my finances? And everyone's like, oh, well, you went to work for Donald Trump, you know, uh, for, for the money and so on. That's not true. And if they read my book, Disloyal, I was retired at the age of 39. I was the second richest guy in the office to Donald Trump. I was richer than yeah. his fucking kids, you know, at the time. I mean, you know, so... Again, haters will say whatever the hell that they want to say simply to try to pull you down. But then there are two people or more that have stood up, and you're right, have lost everything. Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, he's not running again, right? And so Liz Cheney is not going to win. I mean, they they say she doesn't um, doesn't have a chance. Yeah, Kinzinger's a good friend. He and I got elected Because she did the right thing. Adam didn't run because he knew he couldn't win. Why are you he knows it? Adam knows there's no place in this party for him. You're right about Liz Cheney. She's going to get annihilated next month. But that's my point. He knows. He's a smart guy. He's a, yeah. he's a good guy. You can see. I mean, why does everything between Republican and Democrat have to be about, you know, it's empathy versus lack of empathy, right? So if you're, you know, for example, Jim Jordan, did you listen to that bumbling fucking moron in a half that jerk off when they asked him about this 10 year old that got raped and abortion and he's like fucking porky pig joe i mean it's unbelievable and it's like you know you got manu raju sitting there saying to him maybe you should apologize to the family god forbid god forbid any republican ever apologizes for a mistake god forbid the prosecutors god forbid judges god forbid any of these you know republicans you know uh on the left, apologize for anything because redemption does not exist in their world, right? I have yeah. the badge, it's my way or the highway. It, tactic of malignant narcissist, what's going on here. Fuck. He knew, Michael, he Michael. knew he couldn't win. Uh, uh, Jim Jordan and I used to be best friends. <clears throat> I mean, best friends. We don't even what? talk anymore. 
Um, yes, because Jordan, Jordan, look, Jordan said I'm with Trump and, and the Democrats are socialists and I, I don't care if Trump's a bad guy. He's my coach, whatever. Uh, but that's where most that's what most of the Republicans have done or they just hit under their bed and stay quiet. By the way, neither works, right? Neither oh. works if you're really interested in this country, in the future, in the Constitution, you know, and democracy. So, Joe, let me then ask you this, because I know you're pro-democracy. I think yeah. we may lose our democracy if Democrats don't win the, you know, the election, especially the midterms and, of course, the general, uh, but the midterms in November. At the end of the day... All the bullshit about gas prices and inflation is what the Republicans are going to be running on. But gas prices and inflation, they're just temporary, right? Laws and authoritarianism are hard to get rid of once that they're, you know, they're entrenched into the system. Do you think your old friends in the GOP know where the game is headed? Or do they think that they're going to be at the top of the game and so they're looking to ride Trump's coattails? That one, Michael, they're looking to be at the top of the game. They believe, and I think they're probably right, Republicans are going to take back the House and maybe the oh Senate. Um, they know that. And, and look, I agree with you. I, well, it's and only, if it they now, do, it's only because they've gerrymandered the elections. They've the rigged the elections. Have done an absolutely shitty job of conveying that message to the voters. I, Joe Biden's a hell of a nice guy. He's too old. He can't do it. I need a Democrat, Michael, who will grab the American voter by any body part. And I mean, I, I want a fighter. I want a Democrat who will tell us what's at stake. They haven't done that. Um, and because of that, most people, most people aren't paying attention to the January 6 hearings. And the January 6 hearings aren't going to impact the midterms at all, um, which is an absolute shame because they should. Yeah, but look, you're, you're, it should be required. I'm not 100% viewing. sure it's not impacting. Obviously, you know, it is amazing theater watching not just Cassidy Hutchinson. She gets a lot of credit. Um, yeah. you know, and I think she did a great job. I think she's an articulate, you know, young woman, um, 25 years old. I give her all the credit in the world. She really held herself up there. Um, it's not going to be great for her career going forward. No. Uh, <laughs> so she's giving up a lot. But, you know, um, there were many, many, um, witnesses that came forward that also provided more clarity uh, into the scenario because that's really what this is it's their testimony regarding documents and phone calls and text messages and handwritten notes that the that the committee already has in their possession just to give it some clarity and some faces behind it but i'm not so sure you're right that the hearings are going to do anything it's so reminiscent to me of the Mueller hearings. I just, yeah. I don't know. It's really now up to Merrick Garland to start to hold a whole group of these folks accountable for their actions. This was an insurrection, plain and simple. And all it was is for Donald Trump to have the ability to hold on to power, to authoritarianism. But what I really meant when I was asking you about them staying with him because they want to be like during the old Roman times with Caesar, right? Yeah. You had your senators. They want yeah. to be that class. And, you know, here's a warning, too, for all of these insanely wealthy mega billionaires that have latched on to the coattails of Trump because profit-wise, he's been really good for them, right? More billionaires were created under Trump's four years, more than 1,000 billionaires. Um, the second that he comes into power, if he ever did, 
He would do the same thing Mohammed bin Salman did. He'll take them not to the Ritz-Carlton, he'll take them to one of his Trump properties. He'll put them into the into one of the rooms, into his one of his you know disgustingly gaudy ballrooms, hang yeah. them upside down, and take all their money. So you get guys like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. Elon, how much you worth? I don't know about three hundred billion, maybe three ten, three oh eight. I don't even know. It fluctuates, right? He'll be like, no, you're not. What do you mean? Yeah, no, no, I, I actually am. So he goes, that's what you were. He goes, I'll leave you with two, and I'm taking the other 298. <laughs> and then he'll be like, you can't do that. Well, it's either you sign off on it, or I just put a, I have them take you outside and put a bullet right through your head, because he's fucking sick, and people don't realize this need to be number one in his mind is what's really driving him crazy and when that's why he's attacking for example elon musk oh he came you know to the oval office i could have had him on my knees that's a little bit of a fucked up comment you know by trump in multiple different ways right um but it's it's just fucked up and that's how he thinks hey hey michael one one point that's important and i know you know this i want your listeners to know it uh, look, I come from the base, the GOP base. I come from mega world. These people want a strong man. I mean, they want an authoritarian. That's a big part of why they fucking love Trump and they've loved him from the beginning. These people, Republican voters, I talk to them every day. They, they've given up on fucking democracy. They want a strong man to give them what they want. What? What? Um, do they not understand that Trump wouldn't cross the street to piss on them, to put, a, to put them out no, if they're on sick. fire? They don't. So what do you, they don't. So you want a straw man who's going to do absolutely nothing for you? Great. Once again, a whole I bunch of geniuses. I go online and tell, Ma- right? and, so and Joe, tell like Ben Shapiro. You're pro-small government. Now, most Republicans say that they followers. are. But re- really, let's Basically, face it. Basically, y'all are terrorist sympathizers. huge government. Right, yeah. that watches every single aspect of our lives. I mean, like, look at how DeSantis right now is abusing his power in Florida, and he may be the Republican nominee. So the Republicans can't pretend to be about small government anymore. At least that's my take on it. <laughs> what does conservatism exactly. even stand for anymore? Michael, you're spot Nazism. on, brother. Look, Nazism. I'm, I'm a Nazism. conservative. Conservatism I left the Republican Party because I'm a conservative. Is, is this party isn't conservative anymore. It is, as you said, authoritarian. Republican voters want DeSantis, Trump, whoever it is, to, to go after their enemies. Um, they, they want DeSantis or Trump to give them the things they want. That's not conservative. They want DeSantis or Trump to use the power of government to go after their enemies and give them things. Uh, That's the furthest thing from what I am politically. But that's where this party is, Michael. And I don't think it's changing. I really don't. (laughs) We better make it change. That's why your voice and like Midas and mine and Lincoln Project and Democracy Now! And, you know, I mean, it's so important. And it's why somewhere along the line, we all have to get together. We all have to put on like a CPAC type of thing. We'll call it DPAC. And we have to get out there. And we have to make this Democratic Party. We have to make it exciting. You want to be a Democrat. You want to be for rights, for, you know, for um, human rights. You want to be for things like... 
not having government in your bedroom telling yeah. you what to do. So yeah. let me ask you this, because I know that your wife is from Highland yeah. Park, Illinois, yeah. where, you know, as we know, on the 4th um, of July, seven people and, died and, and so uh, many were injured because and, of and another, another mass shooting in America. And I know that you've worked with like my Viagra. friend David Hogg, and I have so my much God. respect for this young man, right? But you, you are against any gun bans, right? But I think we should do everything that we can to stop that kid from having yeah. a gun in the first place, right? So how would you do this? Because there was there was a law against AR-15s in Highland Park at the time of the shooting. Should anyone who's not in, this is my opinion now, right? And give it to me, give it room, to me. My college roommate was from Highland Park. A bunch of my fraternity brothers oh, cool. were from Highland Park. Should anyone who's not in the military be able to buy an AR-15 legally? Yes. No. Yes. Yes. No. Um, it's Michael, a machine gun. Uh, Consider them all machine this. guns and and ban machine guns. Every gun bought in America today is semi-automatic. Every rifle is semi-automatic. Every handgun. They're all semi-automatic. Yeah. Well, all ban the AR-15 is is a scarier-looking semi-automatic rifle. If you tried to ban the AR-15. There's going to be a bunch of other kinds of uh, semi-automatic rifles. And in 99.9% of the people out there, like me, who own AR-15s, use them for hunting, uh, target practice, sporting, and even home defense. So I think it's impossible to ban any kind of gun. What we should do is make sure a punk like that punk, that evil punk in Highland Park, can't get a gun. There's no way Kyle I got House, who a was a we need Kenosha Police Department cadet. These things called red I repeat, flag laws, Rittenhouse was a Kenosha police cadet. Illinois has a real strong red flag law. It wasn't And he went to Mar-a-Lago. Mar They're all terrorists. Look, I totally agree with you in the fact that um, if they didn't use an AR-15, they would find another substitute for it. Now, prior to my felony conviction, um, I held one of a thousand licenses here in New York for a, a concealed carry. Um, and I, Michael in New York. It's nearly impossible, but I did it based upon death threats and uh, yeah. a, an FBI death uh, assessment uh, that was done in order to determine that I should be permitted, uh, you know, to carry for my own safety. Yeah. I hate the AR-15 rifle, right? I hate any of these military rifles that, as far as I'm concerned, belong only on a battlefield. When I listen yeah, to the exactly. police officers yes. turn around and say that we had to bring the parents in for a DNA swab because... We just didn't know what kid was what kid. And the only way we were able to determine who this child was was based upon the shoe that, you know, that she was wearing, a Converse pair of shoes. This weapon, it doesn't, it doesn't just put a hole in you, right? This thing shreds you to pieces. I mean, this is like having, as far as I'm concerned, it's like having an, uh, a land-to-air rocket launcher. You can't buy that. You can't buy a hand grenade, right? I mean, you can't even buy dynamite without a license. Right? I, and not, I, just, not you can't walk in as an 18-year-old and buy sticks of dynamite. I just, 
I just believe that there are certain weapons, and I am not for a gun ban. I am for background checks and proper. I went through a hell of a background check, and I have no yeah. problem with it. By the That's way, uh, the right Jared Kushner failed back, couldn't get it. Are can so get clearance fierce. in the White House, they, but they just are. They are so carrying out our foreign policy in the Middle East. I believe that they belong on only a battlefield. And made billions. And, and brother, I hear you. I respect you. I disagree with you only it's in okay. that. But, 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 but here's the cool thing. We got to do something. And that's why I got together with David Hogg. David and I disagree on almost everything. But we found areas where we agreed... And that helped, by the way, get this latest bill passed that neither side We need to do more. But here's the deal, Michael. I think you'd agree with this. I'm a responsible gun owner. Fuck the NRA. I left the NRA five years ago. Fuck them. They have no interest in any reform. We need to get responsible gun owners, most of whom can't stand the NRA. We need to get us to stand up to get more reform going. Totally, totally for you. Look, if there was proper reform that would keep the guns, and you're not going to keep 100% out. Look, look at what just happened in Japan, right, with, with Shinzo yeah. Abe, right? This guy built himself a firearm and assassinated the, the you know, the, the, the former, um, yeah. you know, president. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is not, this doesn't mean that there's not going to be an issue and i like these idiots that say well you know uh he could have done the same thing with a baseball bat he'd go into a class it's a totally different story right and the, you know yes. when people start making these sort of um you know far-fetched claims it just goes to show you you know how uh out of touch that these guys you know exactly. really re really are you know i mean look they took out you know um they, they took out shinzo abe uh, with a two pieces of pipe Right, yeah. uh, manufactured in a guy's garage. So, look, I've assumed that you've watched the hearings, you know, as have I, and understand, yeah. and understand differently than others the case against Trump and his co-conspirators. What do you think happens if he's indicted, or better, what happens if he's not indicted? Uh, you, you know question. what, Michael? Uh, I don't want Garland, Merrick Garland, to be driven by politics, right? That's what Trump did with his attorney general. He wanted Bill Barr to be his fucking personal lawyer. The attorney general is independent. The decisions the attorney general makes cannot be political. They got to be driven by the facts. But, Michael, if, if Garland is afraid to prosecute Trump because he's a former president, that's being political, too. And look, here's what I think. You use the powers of your office to try to overthrow an American election. If that's not a fucking crime, I don't know what is. I think he's just, afraid. Just I think one Merrick crime. Garland's afraid. Of course, Michael, yeah, it's probably having Trump his life threatened, too. If can't convict him, it'll make Trump stronger. <sighs> look. I hope um, I'm wrong. Probably I giving him death threats as well. What's going on with the DOJ? Listen, I can't get a single response. In fact, not only can I not get a response, you may remember about two years ago, um, Ted Lieu and Hakeem Jeffries sent a request in in order to investigate a whole slew of different things that were done against me, uh, including the unconstitutional remand. Right? So, yeah. Now, what's amazing. They're members of Congress. You'd understand this as a former member. 
Yep. You put in your request for an investigation to be opened. And in this specific case, Michael Horowitz, ah, fuck you, Joe. Right? We're not even going to yeah. answer you. 18 months goes by. 18 yeah. months. I coinky dink. I'm on Alex Witt. And right after, or right before me, is um, Ted Lou. And so when I'm speaking to her in advance, so he must have been after me. And I said, you know, why don't you ask him, whatever happened to the investigation? Whatever happened to, to a response? Dude, not even a response. They don't give a shit. One branch doesn't speak to another. One organization doesn't share with the other. Getting your FOIA documents is nearly impossible. I don't care whether the court turns around and says you're entitled to expedited processing. They'll tell you we're shorthanded. The most you can get is 500 documents a month after we redact the shit out of them. And the worst part, like in my case, they made a statement that there were no documents that fell into the... Um, purview of my FOIA request when in fact after pressing them because I had five documents yeah. and they were like oh you're right and then Mark Zaid uh you know from the Madison yeah. project he went ahead and he filed the 450 plus thousand documents no no, no. get a look for more than 450,000 documents I have to live 90 years before which I'd get the final batch of redacted documents this is not right how am I supposed to turn around and show that Bill Barr at the direction of and for the benefit of Donald J Trump incarcerated a U.S. citizen because they didn't want a book to come out because they wanted to stifle someone's First Amendment rights. And I warn people, the second, this, I, I don't think it was 100% solely just to fuck me over. In fact, I believe that it was done as a test run to see how far that they uh, could push the Constitution. No different yeah. than the insurrection. Because how do you create an autocrat? The first thing you do is you stop everybody from being able to say what they want. Just watch The Handmaid's Tale. It's the same thing. Stop and prevent people from saying what they want and then have their own militia, right? And so this is what I believe that Trump and the GOP are doing. And if people don't smarten up and really wake up and wake up quickly, the America that we grew up in, the America our it's children gone. are gone. going to inherit, gone. is gone. It's gone, and it's scary. So let me ask you this, because I know that you've claimed to be pro-life, but how do you feel about the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe? The ruling, right, yeah. just the ruling leaves the door open to ban or limit a whole host of other hard-won rights. Now, I'm not sure how you feel about Clarence Thomas, but it's been pretty clear that he wants to eradicate affirmative action eradicate gay marriage and on and on and on i've heard this court call um what do they call it so fascist right as in christian fascist what's your take on that explain to my listeners what that's even about so so yeah this is scary michael we don't want the supreme court making law in this country the court that we've got now is moving in that direction. Look, Activist I, uh, judges. I don't call myself well, pro-life you know? anymore. I am pro-life, but everybody's pro-life. You know, Michael, on the pro-life side, we used to use that verbiage as a weapon. 
like the other side doesn't care about life. That's bullshit. We all care about life. I thought the Roe, I thought uh, Roe v. Wade, I thought was a horribly flawed, poorly reasoned decision. I believed it needed to be overturned. And so now it has. And I believe this decision, uh, when it comes to abortion, should be left up to the American people. Here's the thing, though, Michael. I think my side, the pro-life side, is now going to go idiotically extreme, and they're going to ban abortions from day one. They're already doing it. They're going to want to imprison doctors. They're already doing it. They're going to want to stop people from traveling state to state to get an abortion. And most pro-life people, Michael, don't support this stuff. Most pro, most Americans believe that abortion should be Slippery legal, slope. you know, the first trimester up to viability, and then there need to be restrictions. I think that's where most states are going to end up, if that makes sense. Well, yes, but problematic because first and foremost, government should never be in your bedroom. And whether you're pro-life or you're um, pro-choice, it is, to me, what you choose to do based upon your faith, yeah. is your faith, right? Um, it's none of my business what you and your wife or your spouse or your significant other, what you choose to do. I don't hey, Michael, care if... Boyfriends, let, let me stop you for a sec, only to One say I said. agree with everything you just said, completely. The only thing that makes abortion difficult is, even though you may disagree, you're talking about another potential life. That's what makes abortion so difficult to figure out, if that it, makes sense. It does It does make sense. But again, it's not my choice. And you're right. Yeah. Once there becomes viability, I certainly would not want to see somebody, um, you know, three days before they do decide that they want yeah. to abort a child. Yeah, but when does that happen? See really? that, Come and on. I don't think most people would want to. And... I don't think that over 50 years of having it during the, you know, within the first trimester, um, all this is going don't to you, do. Just one thing, Michael, this issue, this issue should help alone. Democrats, right? Yes, I do. I yeah. do. I think that the, I think Republicans inadvertently gave a very significant talking point. If you are a woman, whether you are one who is pro-choice or um, pro-life, this is taking away a fundamental right that you have to choose over yourself, your body, and so on. And I just find it, I find it to be the beginning of the end, simply because you hear things like from Clarence like Thomas closing uh, in on about us. how now Ogerberfeld, which is, you know, same-sex yeah. marriage, is now also an issue that they should be looking look at up. in order to overturn simply because um, it's really not the court's decision to do it, but rather it should Agreed. be a congressional. Agreed. And that's and that and Michael, that's scary fucking bullshit. And my hope is and my belief is that Clarence Thomas is all alone on that. Because even Alito, and you may not be a fan of Alito, in I his ruling, I know, that's fine. Uh, in his ruling, he specifically said that this was different than Oberfell and, same, and contraception and interracial marriage and all that. So my hope is Clarence Thomas is on that fucking island all by himself. Yeah, well, 
Unfortunately, but I don't think so. Point. Not yeah, with well, not with Comey Barrett, not with Gorsuch, and not with Kavanaugh. You know, they are true Christian fundamentalists. I was there in the office when Trump received a multi-page document that were, was a list of maybe a thousand judges that they wanted to have. And I'm talking about leading uh, the Federalist of the Heritage Society. It was one of the, I forget which one it was, but it was a massive little list uh, of names and which court that they would want to have them appointed to. You know, this is a danger because we history leave of Trump. up to the, the man who would be king. How we exist. Right? We yeah, you bring a lawsuit hoping for justice. There's no justice anymore. We're a country. My, my father said this, and it broke my heart, that we're a country of laws without justice. This is a man huh. who's a Holocaust survivor, who loves America with all of his soul. He thinks there is no better place in the world. He's seen atrocities that, thank God, we will not yeah. see personally. Yeah. Right? And all of a sudden, for him to change his you about America that we're not what we what we were not Pretend what he to be. remembered when he first came to this country that we're a country of laws with no justice this is this is fucking horrible man it's a hey, Michael it's horrible but think about it we have two major political parties one of our two major political parties right now is fully radicalized and they're fully anti-democracy I mean think about that and, I disagree and with not the being taken to task but the Republicans are anti-democracy. Uh, we've never been here before. This is really scary. What's the one thing, if I can ask you? The, uh, just name one thing that you fundamentally disagree with the Democrats. That you don't believe that there is a middle ground. Like Tip O'Neill used to do. Right? You and I can fundamentally disagree on everything. But there has to be a middle ground. There has to be something yes. like with gun, like with gun reform, right? That we definitely agree on because it just makes sense. I, and, and Michael, look, I've I've had a lot of people ask me, Joe, become a Democrat these last few years. I think I'm probably too conservative to become a Democrat. But no, I, I can sit down with any Democrat on any issue and try to find some common ground. I, I, I want to get back to that. I mean, generally, Michael, I believe in uh, a society of a much smaller government and a much and, and a, a free market and a free society out there doing their thing. Free market, Democrats free society. I generally believe in a bigger government to address our problems. But there's That's a good name for a bill. For free market, there. free society bill. Yeah, I mean, but just give me like a specific example. Just one. I'll give you one. I can give you more than one. Free college. Bullshit. Free college. Bullshit. No, there should be no free college. What are you Forget talking student about? student loans. Bullshit. No, we shouldn't forgive student Fuck loans. Fuck you, man. There's two right there. You want but us I to be mean, slaves, I, I talk about basically. Those, I don't believe Dead slaves. College or forgiving student loans. Huh. You know, look, well, and I would just well, say to you, like when my father grew up you don't in, understand. in Toronto uh, after the war when they... The purpose of government in the country because they had taken their quotas, they shipped them off to Toronto. Being, you know, it's a socialist, um, you know, country, say whatever yeah. you want about it. His tuition, including his medical school, cost him less than one tenth of one of my semesters at American. Yeah, his my mom paid 50 of, bucks. Um, two children that went to private semester, school, um, like Sweden, even greater was the Switch Ivy League. 
This is the amount of money that you pay for what you expect to be a top-notch education is out of control. So yes, I, the goal that I believe that they're trying for is that everyone should have the ability to go to the best possible school to be the best person that they can be intellectually. Yeah, pursuit of life, liberty, and um, happiness, and that. Sometimes the expense is it's so impossible much if you're a debt slave it just keeps people for your entire adult life away. i mean look, look you know harvard has an endowment in essence they shouldn't take a single dollar from any student ever yeah just the amount of money that they're earning in interest were more than paid for the entire agree, operation of the agree. school michael i agree with that but that yeah, decision right? should be harvard's decision not the government telling harvard you have to do this that's oh, all. why not? Okay. Yeah, why, can't, why can't the government the have, like, regulate that? that we, want yes. we, want our, we want our citizens to be educated like they do in other countries. Yeah, it's a matter of funding. It's not equal. So I guarantee you and I sat down for a half an hour. We can figure something out. There's no We'd doubt in my mind. We'd find a compromise, Michael. On yes. that issue, you and I would find a compromise. Right, I totally agree. Well, let me ask you this then. Do you think the Democrats are down for the fight? I mean, on all fronts, the courts, no. the election, Mitch Hey, maybe McConnell, taxes should be voluntary. Democrats don't fight dirty in the same way that the GOP does. <laughs> now, you've worked on both sides of the Make aisle taxes and voluntary. also both sides of the media. What, taxic, what tactics do you think that the Democrats should employ to get things moving? Like, I don't think that the Republicans would tolerate cinema and mansion. How should we, meaning Democrats, meaning myself, deal with them? And how do we get our candidates elected? Hey, Michael, every day I talk to 100 people who don't like either party. I talk to low-information yep. voters who aren't Republican or Democrat. And every fucking day, every single one of them says the same thing to me. They say, Republicans are assholes. <laughs> Democrats are pussies who don't understand me. And generally, if you have to choose between an asshole and a pussy who doesn't understand you, you're going to vote for the asshole. So what's the lesson there for Democrats? They Be need more to of an asshole. fight. They need to become... Be an asshole. Be an asshole. They need to become tougher assholes. But the problem also, Michael, is Democrats are becoming Be the an asshole. of rich, ahead, white I know you want liberals. <laughs> And they're losing touch with regular working class people. That's a real problem that Democrats need to get their arms around. They really do. Yeah, Republicans have the same problem. Look at the people who were the biggest donors to Trump, like the Sheldon Adelson, right? Or the Koch brothers. I mean, you know, come on, the Koch brothers do $115 billion a year in revenue. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. both sides have that guy. Both, both, both sides, sides have that guy. Right. And again, it goes to the whole compromise. You know, but that's that's the whole thing. And I totally agree with you. Democrats don't know how to fight dirty. It's something that I yeah. wish Jamie Harrison would give me a call. I know how to fight dirty. You play Trump for a second. Let's just play a quick game. Right. One, one, one question. I'm going to let you even come up with the question. You I'm be Trump. You be Trump. And I'm going to be me. And we're off in a debate, right? And I want you to be like Trump, that asshole, that big, gigantic blob, you know, bobbing and weaving behind Hillary during a debate. And so, you know, what topic do you want to discuss or debate if we were running against one another? Well, you know, uh, we, we, I built 500 miles of wall. 
uh, you're going to re-elect me, I'm going to get the damn thing finished. We need a wall on the border. I feel passionate. I'm going to build more of it. we got to keep those shitty people out of this country. The only shitty person that needs to be out of this country is you, you fat shit. Second of all, Boom is right. Second of all, you didn't build a goddamn thing. All that fell down, all you did is put it back up. In fact, your other acolyte, Steve Bannon, ended up robbing your own supporters by taking millions and millions of dollars. 250 right? million so plus 500 million probably. Under the guise that we were going to build the wall. All right. Building the wall is not as you say. Building the wall is not going to keep people out. In fact, what we should be looking at, you you asshole and a half, and I would say it on television, and I would call them exactly what is you fucking asshole and a half. What we need to do is come up with proper immigration. Oh, yeah, but you had four years to come up with that. Instead, what did you do? You took children away from their parents. You threw them in fucking cages, giving them a Mylar blanket and a bottle of water. There's a fucking kid who's eight, nine months old. Basically, by himself with a diaper that hasn't been changed in five days, trying to drag it around. This is what this is. What and they're still missing. Is. Why don't you go back to Germany, Scotland, wherever fucking country like Saudi Arabia would end up taking you? The fuck Michael, off the stage. Michael, <laughs> if the Democrat That's on the awesome. stage responded to what Trump said like you just did, that Democrat would win. would win hands down. <laughs> Bingo. But I, I don't know of a Democrat who talks that way. That's how you have to do it. Michael, show us the way you just did. Thank you. Thank you, Maestro. Yeah, we'll go by very quickly in our heated conversation and so on. Do you, right, I, vice versa. Do you think the country would benefit more from new blood in both parties rather than going back to the same, you yes. know, term limits, yes. octogenarians, meaning Biden and Trump, right? Because, and... All the old men at the top, they're all exactly the same. So if so, who do you like? Do you see promise in anyone in particular? And I want to talk about both sides here. And how about this one? How about you? Would you ever run again? I'd, hey, Michael, I'd love to run again. I'd Great. love to go back to Congress. I'd love to run for president again. I just don't have a fucking banner right now. I don't <laughs> have a team. Um, look, look, uh, because I want, Michael, I want people like you and I. I want people who are independent and straight shooters. Um, I, I, yeah, maybe I should volunteer for his campaign. Leaders, Pelosi, Schumer, Mitch McConnell, uh, Trump, Biden. Yeah, absolutely. But these young people need to get involved and engaged. And I don't mind older people if they still got it. I don't agree with Bernie a lot. Bernie's still got his shit together. He's still going He's strong. the most popular well, politician in America. You know, I think there are some strong Democrats out there. I, I'm, I'm helping Tim Ryan in Ohio. I hope he mm -hmm. can beat J.D. Vance. I think Tim Ryan is a guy who, you know, could be one of the rising stars among Democrats. Um, I don't mind. Michael, I, I like AOC. AOC's a fighter. Ooh, I think she's, she's, she's smart. Fucking I think she's got a president. She should run for president. Yeah, look, with me. Yeah, I have nothing against AOC that I don't agree with much that she says. Oh, come on, again, you adore her. Yes. You're just I, jealous you're not her. As I said before, I've been my entire life. But really, what am I? You can take me out of either party. You can take me out of, you know, the independent party. What am I? I am a fiscal conservative, and I am a social moderate. I believe, I believe in you know, people having the rights. You know, you want, you want to marry same sex. You want to marry interracial. I don't care. Now, 
do I draw a line somewhere? Yeah, I don't understand this whole thing where I identify as a cow and I go off to some, you know, local county fair with my pants off and say, I want to be milked, right? I have a fundamental problem with that. Um, You know, there are things that I agree with. There are things that I don't agree with. But fundamentally, I think everyone in this country is exactly the same as I am. It's the far outer rings that are the things that are dividing us as a country. And, you know, another thing that my dad used to always say is that a strong America, and I've been parroting my dad on this forever, a strong America means a strong world. A weak America means a weak world. Hmm. The one thing I have to say Joe Biden is actually doing, which is I think he's internationally making us more respected, making us stronger. I loved what he did yesterday uh, when he was with uh, with the prime minister of Israel talking about technology and that iron dome now as a laser. I mean, you know, basically, if you are an adversary to America or to democracy, you really need to start scratching your head and saying, Right like what Israel did with the Iron Dome, where it's like, you're yeah. not going to penetrate our airspace. In fact, we have technology that will send back to you what you sent to us times 10, right? And so sometimes you do have to win your point through force and through fear of force. And look, I am 100% um, happy that they are together. And I like the fact even, you know, I'm not a big fan of MBS because of what happened with Khashoggi, um, you know, uh, and the way that uh, he's running Saudi Arabia. However, I am ecstatic that there is conversation that's going on because I don't want to see any child die. I don't want to see any person die. I don't want to see when I, you know, when I see a Palestinian child or a soldier, somebody killed, it upsets me the same as if it's an Israeli soldier. And I don't like listening to this bullshit about, well, you know, they started it and that there can never be peace. I say bullshit. There has to be a solution. Am I the guy to come up with a solution? No, but I think if you have enough people sitting there and you start with a compromise, things will ultimately get better. And I don't believe that Jared's move by moving the embassy from, you know, Tel Aviv to Jerusalem is creating any Middle Eastern peace at all. That's just my opinion. What is it doing anyway? It's a mental Um, note to look into. What has that done? He did what Trump couldn't do. I thought Biden, that showed a lot of courage. Biden has strengthened us internationally. But everything you just said about what you believe, you're where most Americans are. And, and there better be a fucking political party that can represent you. A common sense, radically centrist, tolerant, let's get shit done kind of a party. That should be the Democratic Party. Because uh, it ain't going to be the Republican Party. Amen to that, my friend. Joe, so good to see you. Um, you know, anything I can do you know, for you, for Tim Ryan, I'm a big fan, by the way. Um, you know, you please let me know and uh, stay safe, my friend. And I will see you as soon as I'm uh, as soon as I'm coming to collect that dinner bag. Stay safe as Be good, my friend. Thank you. And now awesome. today's mayor Great show. I've had guests on in the past who talked about the various ways to deprogram cult members, which frankly isn't easy. For so many cult members, what drew them in was a sense of belonging. You are better for being in the cult because the cult adds meaning to their lives. For a true believer, it feels scary and shameful to face the truth. 
how could I have done this to myself? How could I have done this to my family? And worse is the fear that the cult will turn on you if you leave and attack you for being a traitor. In fact, one real clue that you're in a cult is that they make it so hard to go. When someone walks away, the shit hits the fan. They are excommunicated. They become the object of hate and ridicule from anyone still inside the cult. And that's just not normal. Escapees usually feel emotionally and mentally naked without the cover of the cult. They are alone and usually pretty traumatized. But once you're on the other side, they are free. Most MAGA cult members don't want to bring up Trump with people on the outside. They don't want to explain their obsession with him. But if you care about keeping this democracy, you have to challenge those you like, or only sort of like on the continuing support of the former president. Here are some suggestions that Trump deprogrammed with Dan Broderick shared with me. Challenge them for a week without Fox News, political talk radio, or online political forums. Sounds so simple, but like any addiction, it's a hard habit to break. The second way, when they say Biden is a terrible president, inflation and gas prices are in full, he has Alzheimer's, he and Hillary are messing with kids in the basement of a pizza joint. Take a deep breath and remind them that there is no evidence of that. In fact, always insist on evidence and don't accept theory ever. Say, like him or not, Biden has never yeah. violated his zero own evidence. constitution against right, zero evidence. foreign and domestic. Trump was the first president to refuse to accept the results of an election and resist the peaceful transfer of power. And... There is no evidence to support the claim that the 2020 election was stolen. None. Absolutely none. But Out of but, 86 lawsuits thrown out, zero mules? evidence. 2,000 mules is a fiction, and Dinesh D'Souza is a con man who received a pardon from Trump for committing campaign finance fraud. How about number three? Remind them that just because Trump says so doesn't make it a fact. Fact is, Trump lies constantly. Tell them you might like a lot of what Trump did in office, but that it's all beside the point now. What happened on January 6th was a crime against democracy, and we shouldn't elect any politician, president or his enablers in Congress, who supported the insurrection. Yeah. And then fourth, this would disqualified. The vote for Biden again, Call say, the DOJ. This is not about Biden. This is about Americans acting like grown-ups, coming to their senses, looking at evidence and recognizing that January 6th was a real crisis that could happen again and probably will if we don't hold those who tried to overthrow the government accountable. It all sounds so reasonable and obvious, but you'd be surprised how many people need to hear it. And if you can't get through to them, let it go. How about just do what I did with Joe? Agree to disagree. And thanks for listening. Yeah, agree to disagree. Minus Touch and LSJ Media. And it's written and produced by Jimmy Jelinek. Executive producers Jared Kustat, Jimmy Jelinek, myself, Michael Cohen. Oh, and great show, man. Our editor I think I've actually already covered that. It may be a new day politically, but nowadays the landscape is more confusing than ever. Donald Trump That's why you need to listen to Michael Cohen's podcast. In many ways, 
case, Trumpism is winning the war on the state and local level. Mayor Culpa is here to help guide you through the wilderness and keep you informed. And let's face it, we all want Trump, Rudy, and the rest of these seditious traitors to see justice. Yeah, and folks, it's coming. So stay tuned as I guide you through the twists and turns of the criminal process that will ultimately see them behind bars. Mayor Culpa, nothing but the truth. Thank you for your service. Oh, baby, don't laugh me. Laugh me. The dance of the devil is going to go down. Looking great. Theme song. Podcast song. Thank you. <laughs> This is my miracle. Okay, great. Excellent show. Thank you, Michael. And if you enjoyed that podcast, Feel free to check out another one or um, go to um, Midas Touch Legal AF. Also, a great show. If you like this show, you'd also like Democracy Now! It's the only credible news source, if you ask my opinion. Amy Goodman is a good man, lives up to her name. <laughs> Should go give Democracy Now a five star review, and give my give give these podcasts a five star review and um, um to raise them all in the ratings and a Midas Touch, they're legal as fuck podcasts and and Michael Cohen's he's got like fifty million downloads or something crazy like that, so um yeah, go check that out man and please wear a mask in public spaces public indoor spaces. Um, probably going to listen to another one of his podcasts shortly. Um, I covered January 6th hearings. Maybe I should, um, you know, probably cover that this afternoon. I'm doing gardening, fixing up my ranch. Yeah. So, um, yes, what else, what else, oh yeah, please call the Department of Justice if there's anything I could, if there's anything I can say, if there's anything I can do to get you up off your ass and make a call to Congress.
I got lips that long to kiss you, keep you satisfied. Ooh, if there's anything I can't say, if there's anything I can't do, to get you to call Congress, 202 224 